0: Hey, what's going on everybody? Brian with the HerfCast here again. Thanks for tuning in. And this episode I've got Keith Evans. Keith Evans has been on the show before. It's been about two years or so. Um, But we talk about uh, what it's like to be a traveling comedian in a no traveling time. And he gives cigars another go. I enjoyed talking to him. I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. Don't forget to check out stogiebird.com. Use the code HERFCAST, and that'll save you $5 off of your order. Stogiebird.com for your Cigar of the Month and other cigar needs. Check them out. Also check out the webpage, theherfcast.com, and buy a shirt or support me on Patreon. There's links for that. So check it out. Thank you guys for listening, and here's the conversation. Also, don't forget to check out Keith Evans' SoundCloud Hashtag, I am not okay. And you could find him on Friday, May 8th, the social distance comedy. That's at quarantinecomedy.eventbrite.com. Friday, May 8th at 5 p.m. Central. Quarantinecomedy.eventbrite.com. Friday, May 8th, 5 o'clock Central. Check that out. Keith Evans, welcome back, sir. sir. Thank you. So...
1: Thank you. Um, I think the last time we uh, last time we spoke, there was like it was like two hours
0: or something like that. Two yeah, some, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, but um, I'll try to keep it short today. It's 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 been a while. Yeah. Um, I honestly it it's probably close to two years. Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's about, about two years ago.
0: Not not for lack of trying.
1: Uh, <laughs> been like just been busy in and out for a little bit, and then now you know everything going on now and yeah it's just it's i i'm I'm, so, I'm hard to catch up with sometimes oh
0: well, i mean you were you were pretty busy uh up until all this shit happened um yeah. you were you were moving and shaking and and getting the name out and doing some work um, Definitely. and from what I understand, you were about a week away from moving from beautiful northwest Indiana out to the slums of California. And, Correct. Uh, yes. And then and then you got stranded in Indianapolis.
1: Well, yeah, it's a it's a little bit of it's a little bit of that and a little bit of other shit that uh happened, which I mean I'm I'm fine, vaguely getting into a lot of that. But uh Yeah, it's just it's been a roller coaster of the past uh six months, I guess. Yeah, about yeah. six. These past six months have been like just a lot of things going on. So I um I don't know, I guess with the uh, me bouncing out to California, um I do have a uh, bookie agent in California as of right now. Um which is great. Uh, or wish <laughs> yeah. which was great until you know yeah this whole, uh pandemic happened and, it, and it's just funny that like it's uh you know they say uh comedy is uh timing uh <laughs> the very funny part about this is that so like right before i come down to indianapolis for like some personal stuff and uh but i have um i have bookings uh all through the month of april um and bookings that have paid more than most shows that i have and all of them like the minimum of anything that i've made before uh and then just a few days later <laughs> they all start like at first they all start dropping off one by one like just like big huge convention shows that i was doing um there's going to be a lot of convention shows on there Um, and then some comedy club stuff as well. But, um, yeah, they all started dropping one by one and then until I had none and until they ordered us to stay our asses in the house. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. All right. So you are smoking a cigar for this, uh, this occasion. I am. Uh, And you said it was a Patoro cigar. Correct. And I was unfamiliar with them. So, uh, at a, At a quick Google search, I found uh, uh, it's uh, Pure Cuban Tobacco Seeds, uh, Dominican Sun, and the Soil of Santiago creates a valuable basis for each and every Patoro cigar, the rich nurturing soil combination, which excellent experience in growing tobacco plants, gained over more than six generations, and the skillful hands of our master Torchadores... Creates the unique taste of a masterpiece. Of particular pride are the rare Pitoro wrappers, extremely delicate, of a selected, unmistakable, and exquisite tobacco mixture. Only reaches by using three to ten year old tobacco, fermented up to four times. So that's uh that's a quick blurb that I found on them.
1: Okay. It was it was very well written. You yeah, that. kudos to them. <laughs> I
0: I don't I I can't say anything about the cigar, uh, right? And but they're, they're the marketing is the marketing's on point.
1: So I do remember last time we spoke, and you were trying to you were introducing me to like kind of like what I'm looking for. I mean, this does have like a it's like a lighter flavor. It's it doesn't feel heavy. Yeah, I can't say that. Um, and it's, it smells all right. I mean, it's pretty basic, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I none of none of my opinions about <laughs> cigars mean anything. I hope there's nobody listening that's like, yeah, like I'm gonna take his opinion and get all shitty with me about it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, how many cigars have you had in this past uh two years since the last time we talked? Uh, this would be the second. <laughs> that's. I, I was. I was kind of guessing that. So. Yeah, this would be the
1: second. Um. Not a cigar I, guy, man. I just can't. I don't know. I'm not huge on it. Unless it's, like I said, unless it's full of,
0: uh, full of, uh, cannabis, then I'm not a huge, a huge fan. So how's that going now that you're, now that you're down in Indy? I mean, it had to be a lot easier up in Northwest Indiana with, uh, um, Michigan and Illinois both partaking. Um, is it still just, still just the same as it ever was? Uh, out there basically black market or
1: yeah i mean yeah it's basically the same that it ever was i mean nobody's I, i i don't know if the uh kind of i mean it's definitely i take bike rides almost every day i smell it in the air as i'm driving like as i'm riding around and i mean it's like the quarantine mixed with the fact that i mean other people are you know kind of uh legalizing everything I don't don't know I mean it's you know it's just basic I got I met a couple people who uh I met a couple people who sell it and I buy it from them and it's great and it's easy and
0: it's (laughs) no big deal the old-fashioned way yeah so all right so um I I'm a horrible follower and earlier you sent me uh, a link to you—you you made a, a new mixtape that is on SoundCloud. Correct. Um, hashtag I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So I didn't get a chance to listen to it all. My son was okay. uh, literally running me around. Um, okay. Having yes. race having races in the backyard. Um. Hey. So I I did I did get a chance to listen to about the first fifteen okay. minutes of it.
1: Wait, sorry. Just give me one moment. The cat is The cat is oh, no worries. Is this Bill? Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes, right. Yeah. He just come He just came walking up. <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, what?" And I wasn't sure if it was that other cat. I never saw I don't know. All right, sorry about
0: that. <laughs> no worries. Um, so yeah, I made You can't, I mean, it, can't lose mean,
1: a cat in these crazy times. You can't. Yeah. Walk.
0: So I made it I made it just under halfway um you know before we started this. And like at first I wasn't sure if I had the, the right thing because it starts off with uh one one of the bits that I think is on your special that you had recorded. Uh actually no. The bit that it starts off with is from a show
1: uh show I did probably about two, three years ago. Uh with my buddy Brad Rickert, we used to produce a show in Chicago um, at the um, at the uh, what was the name of that place? It's closed down now, but it's yeah. uh, it was um, we used to do a human harmonies uh, where we did a show that was a mixture of music and comedy. Um, so yeah, that was just part of a part of my set from that.
0: That's I know I know I heard it before. I was familiar with it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I thought I had the wrong the wrong uh, track plan, but after, after a couple of minutes it goes into, uh, I'm, I can only assume music that you're uh, mixing and producing sampling. Correct. Correct. So is that something that you've always screwed around with or is this a new venture?
1: Well, so before I uh, did comedy at all, uh, like from, I know from high school, like from my freshman year of high school, like I was always uh, producing and doing uh, uh, hip hop related like music and stuff like that. Like that's all I did. Um, And that was kind of when I was super young, that was kind of like my dream, you know, uh, be a famous hip hop producer. Um, But then it just became more of like, just, I don't know, it's a stress reliever. I got reacquainted with it after not After not producing anything, probably for about four to five years, maybe, um, and not even regularly for longer than that. um, And I just basically, uh, I don't know, got, when when I came down to Indianapolis, I got my uh, computer all cleaned up and updated and upgraded and stuff. And um, I got uh, some of my old music programs, but just like the newer versions. And while I was down here, I was just kind of messing around and kind of just getting, you know, getting some expression out with like doing that and got into it and decided I wanted to put together a package of both of the things that I kind of love to do, you know, Um, especially like, you know, during now or whatever. It's also kind of like, I mean, for those of people who know me kind of personally, um, there's a certain order to the songs and the jokes and a certain uh reason reasoning for the samples that I used and stuff like that that uh kind of give a whole like level of a message to the whole thing um and it's just basically addressing I don't know basically addressing everything I've been feeling in the past six months uh just with like you know um kind of like I've been dealing with uh, a lot of anxiety and depression uh but then I've been dealing with a lot of like you know trying to get things together to continue these successes that I've been having, especially like when I was in LA Um, it's about heartbreak uh, that recently happened in my life. And uh, you know, all that smashed into one into the two forms of expression. I feel comfortable doing.
0: So So, um, LA you took, I, I was it second place. Yeah, uh, so, well, no.
1: Um, I took, um, I went to the semifinals and in the semifinals, which was the one that would propel you to the finals with like, it would have, if I would have won that semifinal round, um, I would have been competing in the finals with five other comedians. Um, but I came in second at the semifinals, um, which there were a few rounds before that as well. Uh, there was a submission round and then there was an actual, uh, actual round that I won. And then this round that I got second place at, um, but I mean, come to find out that, uh, golden artists entertainment who were, uh, sponsoring and producing the entire, uh, the entire, uh, tournament, um, they really liked me and, I got to sit down with Dante uh, their CEO and uh, have a meeting with him and he decided to take me on uh, as a uh, as a as a booking client and then uh, when I actually move out there they'll be my management so
0: yeah right that so that was good yeah so now you were you were bouncing back and forth it seemed like uh, doing a lot of traveling, uh, bouncing back and forth. Plus you, you, it wasn't just between Indiana and LA. You ended up hitting quite a few States. Yeah. And, uh, and at least one run, uh, I I, I think you were setting up for your second run, but, um, Mm -hmm. so as, uh, as, as going on the road, uh, what kind of, what kind of experience was that? And, um, you know i i i can only assume that 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 played at least a part in um things to happen in the future
1: yeah definitely i mean i had been on the road a little bit on and off before but it was a completely i don't know comp- it was a completely different scenario um i was actually you know i had put together the uh, civil union tour with a uh, comedy buddy of mine brad rickert and uh we went on the road with a few other comedians and kind of built ourselves up from that. Um, and before that, anytime I went on the road, I was maybe like, you know, opening for someone. So I was traveling with them. This was the first, the, or these last few times were the first time that like I, it was just me and I was just traveling for myself solely for myself. So, um, I mean, I still went the DIY way about it, where I just kind of, you know, I, I pre-booked a lot of shows myself um, just to get, cause I knew everything kind of focused on, well, focused on a couple of things. Like well, one thing was the U uh, S comedy competition that I was in. So I was focusing everything on that booking enough shows to where I felt so comfortable by the time I got to, you know, my rounds of that. And then um, also I had a, uh, I had a uh, meeting or I had a couple of meetings actually. A couple times I went out there with a uh, streaming service that I cannot technically say right now. Yeah. Uh, but just doing some uh, uh, a script that I wrote, uh, which I'm really excited about, and it's a script that I've probably spent like the past five, six years writing. Uh, so, you know, I based everything on those two like main points of why I'm going. Uh, so, just the you know the best feeling about when you're on the road is that once you get into that groove and it only, I don't know, for me, it's only like taking like like a solid week, like solid week. I'll have f- uh, five or six shows or five or five or six nights of doing shows. Um, and then once I'm in that groove, then the best feel, like the best feeling as a comedian is just that it's no longer, oh my God, this is a big deal. Like you're having fun, like you're very loose, like, you know, it's just the idea of like, you know, stretching before you do something athletic, basically. You know, stretching everything out and now I'm feeling loose, like I'm in the groove with everything, like it, you know, so that's like the best feeling about it. Like so it's always a bummer, like when you lose that, I guess. Like when you (laughs) you know, you, you do that for a while and then it's like you stop. And like, you know, I had I had went the stretch that you were talking about when I first went to San Diego and then I stopped In LA for a little bit and then I'd Also hit like uh, Nebraska and Minnesota And uh, a few other places To Ohio Um, And then I came back I was just feeling so good You know like feeling so good and then I took a little Bit of time just you know because I was You know you try to balance everything With what you love to do and then Your family as well so you know I wanted To balance that out like have a few couple weeks off where i can hang out with my family and uh do that and then go right back at it again um and then the last few times it was just such a good flowing and then so many good things were happening during that time that it's just that middle part that just feels so good like it's just like i don't know it's like uh you uh if you're first having sex with a girl Right, and then yeah. uh, you're fumbling a little bit, trying to get the groove, trying to fill out, you know, what she likes, what she doesn't like, blah blah yada yada. Then you're in the middle of it. That's great. And then when you're about to finish, you know, you're just wrapping it up at that point. But <laughs> that's all the best. <laughs> that's all the best. Like the, that middle part is when it gets really, really good. So that's like my favorite thing about the road. Like that's the that's the feeling I chase, I guess, when I go and do it. Yeah.
0: Know. Yeah. So. Um. So you mentioned heartbreak. Uh, I don't know if you want to get into that at all, um, but I, I was just going to ask, like, how much? You know, obviously, I already kind of alluded to it, but how much of a uh, of a direct effect was was from traveling and whatnot leading to, uh, I guess, the demise. Well,
1: I don't. It was never about the traveling per se, but the traveling during the time of things not being, you know, great, didn't help, clearly, you know. Okay. Um, so, you know, it just so happens that uh, me and my partner eventually got to a point where we had different, different, uh, different visions about what was going on, like, you know, moving forward. Uh, But mine was still the same vision That we had all agreed upon (laughs) Like, you know, prior to things happening Um, You know, I have a lot of theories about it I have a lot of feelings about it But uh, at the end of the day, I mean One of the things is that, you know Before we even started dating She was my best friend So she's gonna still be my best friend Uh, But it still sucks Uh, And it mostly, like, I mean The things that affected it more so Was just like you know, when I'm having these feelings about her, but also all the jokes that I'm doing at this point are just about like how fucking dope my wife is wife is and <laughs> yeah. like, all these buttered feelings about yeah. her and so it's like hard to like you know i had to those were lessons that I had to learn about like you know uh balancing the material that you have as far as like it being kind of direct reflection of your real life and still being able to do those when you don't feel that way or you feel a different way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So that was like a, that was like a huge thing, which, I mean, I remember talking to other comics that I knew um, who had been through uh, maybe something remotely similar. Uh, And even like, I I remember thinking to myself, it's like, ah, before any of this ever happened or before even we were married i were, never wanted to be one of those uh one of those comedians that's like Ugh, yeah my wife fucking take her like you know like yeah. i never wanted to be that asshole guy with my tie barely tied up <laughs> and drinking yeah. and, you know,
0: like oh yeah fuck women
1: like uh and then it, as the jokes start coming i mean i mean it's not in that typical way it's in my own you know, in my own voice, in my own way, but it, uh, it gets like that sometimes. (laughs) I have to stop myself because I, I don't know, my comedy style is more of me just talking. I mean, it's structured in comedy style, but you know, it's more of me just talking about what the fuck is going on in my life. So there's no way that I can avoid now telling jokes about what's going on even right now, which I have a bunch of Uh, new stuff about that um and uh uh, of course we're at a time now where i can't can't even run the jokes or can't even like use that whole uh that whole experience of just getting the feelings out in public how i've been used to for like the past 10 years you know
0: so yeah with that being said like how how do you plan on uh Going further with this uh, shelter-in-place, like if it ends up lasting longer, are you going to start doing the uh, the live stream route on a regular basis, um, or are you just kind of kind of wait it out?
1: That's a that's a really good question. Um, I this question I've asked myself. I don't really have an answer per se. I mean, I I my thoughts about it have always been. Um, You know, when it first started, uh, I was just talking about this yesterday, too. uh, When it first started and people were doing like the stay at home or they're doing the quarantine comedy, like where it's just people doing straight to a camera, you know. yeah. Um, First thought I have is, which is a foolish and selfish thought as a comedian to have, but I had this thought and I was just like, my comedy uh, needs their crowd to be there, (laughs) which just doesn't work for me. Well, I I think.
0: I think to a point, all comedy needs a, a crowd to be there because you're, yeah, as we know it, but you're, then there's, you're, you're playing off of each other. You're, you're playing off of the crowd, right, the crowd which I do very along that. with the rest of the crowd.
1: Yeah. I do that very heavily too. Like just in my, like, you know, there's some comedians who just spit out one-liners and spit out just bits, bits, bits. And I do bits, but it's just like they're more story form and it goes in the direction that the crowd helps me go in that direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I just kind of waited it out a little bit to see how long that was going to be a thing. Um, and I, um, I, I'm actually doing my first, uh, streaming one, uh, coming up this, fr- I don't know when this, I don't know when this episode is coming out, so <laughs> it might be past that point, but, uh, uh
0: I could, I could try to get it out before that it's Friday evening, right?
1: Yeah. It's Friday evening. Um, it's with, uh, uh, the green room LA, which is a, a really cool, uh, room that's actually not a room at all it's an outside show um that they do and it's uh it's um it's a cannabis friendly uh because it's in california of course yeah uh but it's yeah it's fun room and it's a fun time and so yeah i'm doing that and that'll be available on all like the green room la youtube instagram facebook all that but um yeah i'm doing it for the first time i'm gonna see how it goes and i'm kind of even reformatting some things that I do to kind of make it because, you know, I'm, you know, if this ends up going on for a while and I can't get on stage for a while, I mean, clearly I'm going to have to figure something out just to keep myself, uh, number one, busy and number two, relevant. Uh, so, you know, I would probably do more, uh, more, uh, sketchy stuff, more short video format stuff, uh, just because I I do also know how to, write that um, and just keep my stand up for when it's time to do stand up. I don't know. Like, cause I've just been, I don't know. And, and you know, as time goes on, people evolve. So who knows uh, how to go down? It's, I mean, I'm even dreading like doing this show, not because like, you know, I don't want to do it, but because I'm like, I just, <laughs> I don't know the feeling of just doing even my most memorized easy go-to bits like i'm just like the idea of saying them there's nobody (laughs) there's nobody like i can't can't even see faces or anything like that you know um it's gonna be interesting so i mean it's just gonna be another lesson learned and i'll adapt from it and figure it out from there i guess so
0: i like the I, i like the approach of doing something else in the meantime other than trying to stick with uh you know doing doing just stand up bits and whatnot in front of the camera, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, I mean, even like people like
1: i mean people I feel like comic especially comics who are who were already um getting good followings uh for their podcasts like um they're in a pretty good spot because they can just basically just they get their open mics and their showcases all in one. Justice I mean somebody take somebody like Chris Adelia who just basically works on his sets on his podcast anyway,
0: yeah, so
1: you know um that's just you know in which you know i and i, I don't know I have a lot of ideas i did i did just uh i did just recently uh stress order a uh, puppet from amazon oh really i did i did <laughs> i did um I have this puppet uh it came in uh the mail yesterday um i uh i uh watched a bunch of videos on youtube about the dark arts of uh puppetry and uh <laughs> trying to figure it out he doesn't have a name yet all i can say is he's a cop and knowing me and the way my humor is he's probably going to be racist so yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'll, be, it'll be fun i'll have a good time <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, racist cops seem to be all the rage these days, or uh, <laughs> right. or, or at least it's coming to light these days.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they've always been there, but I mean, you know, there's uh, definitely we have more uh, outlets to see more things now, and yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, I guess I, you know, I'm I'm obligated to preface that clearly, my uh, point wouldn't be to be making light of, you know, the situations that are happening. Yeah. But I mean, I've, I've, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've just generally not liked cops my entire life. I uh, I met one really cool cop <laughs> one time. And it was a very old white man who was a cop. He was, in, like, I was, in, I got pulled over in a Gurney in Gurney Mills, where Great America is. Yeah. Um. It was like late at night. Um. I actually, <laughs> I that day, I stood in line all day. In Chicago. Uh do you remember on MTV they had that wanna be a VJ contest? Yeah. So I went to the open calls of that. Um, stood line all day, uh, me and a couple of my friends, and then we met this girl and then we gave her a ride home and she lived in Gurney Mills, and then we were leaving, uh, and then we got pulled over and it's just like and she lived like in the nice part, you know, like super I mean, I don't know if there's a bad part of Gurney Mills. I don't <laughs> I don't know if there is, but uh he uh Pulled us over, and he was just real nice, or whatever. And we told him where we were coming from, and everything. And he just, you know, and this was also around the time I was still in—I uh, was like right out of high school, like yeah. yeah, fresh out of high school. So I was still like early in my, um, like, uh, like my like any any sort of a communication I would have with cops. I was still very early in that, um, so I was still very like mean I mean I'm always pretty respectful, but you know, I didn't have the I didn't have the lack of hope in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> that I would now. Uh but uh yeah, uh we did that. He pulled us over and then he just gave us a ticket and sent us on our way and it was really nice. And that was the only time that's ever happened to me. <laughs> uh, hold hold on a second. Yeah. Of course he's probably bored. We all are.
0: Yeah. Oh uh, that's he's he's the Definitely going stir crazy. Um, and we're, I mean, we, all three of us are, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, she's working from home for the most part. She has to go to the office uh, like once or twice a week. Um, And me, it's, uh, I guess we'll say essential trips to, uh, you know, just, get out of the house (laughs) right 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 i I mean most of the time i most of the time i only leave like you know to go to the grocery store or something like that but uh now i'm i i guess i'm kind of getting into uh woodworking a little bit so okay i just got a new a new table saw a router table uh, well you guys are you guys are um
1: in your area northwest indiana you guys are on your first of five tiers of opening back up on May 11th. Right.
0: Yeah. Something like that, which is Monday. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so. That should be interesting how they, how they do that and how they, you know, I, I'm split on it. You know, I'm very happy that there's a, there's a plan that you could read and see. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, I don't know if, uh, I'm, super happy about that simply because I want it to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, And uh, I don't, I don't, I mean, you know, I'm one who, you know, questions the government and has, you know, theories of my own about about a lot of different shit. But uh, I I do believe that this uh, disease is very real. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Very real. And it's, you know, when you, it's, it's dangerous simply because they barely know anything about it. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. So that's, you know, I'm sure like once it becomes a situation like, you know, uh, smallpox or whatever, or, you know, you know, get a vaccination, <laughs> then it'll be fine. But, you know, now it's just like, you know, I constantly am like, I have friends up that way who I know like are just still like, bouncing around each other's house and I'm like guys stay in the fucking house please <laughs> like just give me a give me a bit like you you guys are slowing up it, and it's probably more of a selfish thing for me because I'm like you guys are slowing up my
0: progress right now <laughs> oh no that's the thing like it, it's it's slowing up, it every, is slowing it's, up it's, it's not just you it's it's yeah. everything but right. like I I'm torn as well uh like don't give me wrong. like I'm not going over to my friends houses and you know hanging out and partying and shit um and trust me, I would fucking love to right now because I'm oh, unemployed, yeah. you know, I've got okay. nothing to fucking do, right. uh, hence the woodwork, uh, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I'm so torn on whether this is overreach or it's necessary and all that shit, but right. I, right. I, I, I don't know, I, And I do get
1: it. I do completely understand with the idea of the economy and stuff. I mean, clearly they can't, uh, keep, we were already in debt before they can't keep giving us money. Like, you know, to do nothing to not even like, you know, remotely put in the stuff. I mean, even the state of Indiana alone, if we just isolated the state of Indiana, I mean, uh, you know how much the, uh, just bars and stuff alone like how much the economy is losing and stuff. So yeah it's like, i get it but it's like also you know it, it, what what do we what do
0: we
1: the end game is that we don't have to do this anymore so however long that takes it's like you know when you were in class and you know your teacher tells everybody to shut the fuck up or you're gonna get a pop quiz or you're gonna get you know, some sort of punishment. And there's a, one or two kids who are just constantly giggling and It's like shut the fuck up so we can leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, you
0: know, that, that's
1: all asking. Is everybody shut the fuck up and relax? And then we can leave and go about our business and we can go back to being the awful human beings. We were already being in the first place.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I, I, I cut you off when my kid was knocking on a door. I, I don't remember what the thought was that we left on. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, we were talking about like just the
1: idea of, or you had just recently brought up about. Oh,
0: you were, you were talking about, you you were talking about
1: your puppet. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was talking about the puppet actually. Yeah. I got to the puppet. So uh, yeah, we were talking about the puppet and cops and yeah, I don't have a whole thing for it yet. Like I'm, I'm still figuring it out. So it's going to be a little bit until I like, you know, debut a series of like videos for it but uh it should be fun it should be interesting it's a fun process already like trying to figure it out and you know just uh, get the simple mechanics like that you don't you know a lot of times you think because you know as kids we play with puppets or made puppets or whatever like you think it's just really really easy but like to make it so it's like you know especially uh presentable on a video format is a whole interesting thing about it too.
0: where everybody's
1: going to pick it apart right well yeah pick it apart but also just in the fact of like you know when if you're doing if somebody's doing a puppet in front of a crowd the puppet can constantly this is just a small thing too that i just learned like so a puppet can constantly it's just constantly moving his head back and forth if you just move it in a very uh straight manner back and forth it's not a big deal um because it's looking at everybody in the crowd um, So it's making that connection with everybody crowds same way as I do when I'm just doing stand-up, you know? Yeah. Um, if I'm doing it on video though, uh, you know, there's a whole monitor system that you want because you want to be able to look at yourself doing it without being in the shot and uh, want to make sure that the puppet is actually staring into the camera rather than looking off to the side, like off camera. Um, because, you know, there's a whole, science behind you know people getting distracted that way unless the puppet is actually looking directly at them through you know video format so it's a lot of interesting stuff i'm learning about it um and uh i've had i don't know i've always well i've always had a love for puppets i've never had a love for like a puppet uh, based comedy <laughs> or a, like ventriloquism like i don't care about any of that um i definitely am not a fan of Jeff Dunham at all, uh but uh if I if I can do a, a weird uh anti Jeff Dunham, it'd be it it all be worth it. <laughs> yeah, it all be worth it in the end if it, if I could successfully pull this off.
0: So how's your how's your ventriloquism as a as a whole right now? Like, it, well, much- that's that's the thing. So I am going to concentrate
1: on. Uh, in the videos, the puppet is—it's just going to be focused on the puppet. So I'm not even going to be in the videos. So okay, I gotcha. I don't have to necessarily do any like uh secret lip work or anything like that. Um, it's just going to be more Jim Hansen style, uh, in a way, Sesame Street style, Jim Hansen style. Uh, not necessarily in the sketches that I do, but in the uh manipulation of the puppets itself. You know.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Before we uh, move on to other things, like I, I do Mm -hmm. have, I I did have at least one more thing I wanted to bring up, but
1: okay.
0: Um, I just realized I didn't mention what I was smoking tonight. um, Oh yeah. But I, I am smoking the uh, a uh, San Geronimo that I got in my Stogie Bird this past month. Uh, okay. And so far, that's going well. It's uh, it's going good with my, my budget Kirkland Signature Premium Small Batch Bourbon, uh, the Tennessee Bourbon, aged seven years. It's, nice. Uh, is uh, that the
1: first time you've had that particular cigar?
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, and, well, this is the first bottle that I've bought of that booze, but I have had some of it already. But yeah, it's my first it's my first time with the cigar and uh my first bottle purchase of this. And I can tell you I'll probably well not probably, uh especially in these times right now where I am uh depending on the government cheese, the uh the budget drinks are definitely gonna be where it's at. So I'll definitely oh, yeah. a bottle definitely. of this.
1: Definitely uh, we gotta save
0: that money. It's hundred and three proof and it's tasty. So <laughs> it's gonna get the job done.
1: Mm-hmm. It is. But uh Herkland's not a bad brand. Not a bad brand at all. No, I it's not. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention where it came from, but uh that big place where it came from, uh they don't have bad booze there at all. Like it's pretty pretty good for uh, uh, the price and the amount that you're getting and
0: I'm not sure if because I from what I was reading, because I looked up to see where it was uh bottled at. Mm -hmm. And, uh, this is bottled at, uh, Tennessee's distilling limited in Columbia, Tennessee. Um, it's not, uh, I think a lot of people speculated that the, uh, Tennessee bourbon before was Jack Daniels. Right. Um, but I don't think that's the case anymore. I do know that Kirk, I do know that they were sourcing, uh, some of their stuff from like the, the Buffalo trace lines. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that's not Tennessee. Uh but I I think that they're actually I think they actually own at least part of this uh distiller. Uh, okay. uh Kirk Kirkland owns at least part of this distiller. Okay. Um so but I mean it's it's aged 7 years and the distiller is only like 3 years old. So I mean the 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 booze came from somewhere prior. Okay. But uh, but yeah, it's it's tasty. I mean, yeah, I yeah. I, I can't complain. Um, I've but, had it
1: before. It's not too bad.
0: Not too shabby. But yeah, most of the most of the Kirkland brand booze anyway. I haven't tried their beer. I I actually don't even know if they make beer anymore. I've never had their beer. Yeah, uh, I've had their vodka. Their, uh, their vodka is good. I th- I think their vodka yeah. is Grey Goose. Um. But. Um. Yeah. So yeah, that's the that's the smoke and drink situation as of right now. But I've got a uh got a Fuente and lined up for after this. Uh-huh. Um, which is nice. Um, but anyway, uh one more thing that I wanted to uh bring up that was planned ahead of time. Okay uh, was I wanted to ask, I know you you mentioned a few months ago, um while you were in LA. I think you said something about like you did a cameo or something uh kind of kind of randomly. A cameo? Oh, no, no,
1: okay. So, well, wait, are you talking about going up to
0: comedy store? I don't think I thought I thought that you mentioned something about filming something.
1: Um, well, I mean, I filmed some very like a uh, low budget things while I was out there, um, but nothing like Trying to even go through and remember.
0: No, uh, the, the it, from what I remember, the the post was kind of vague, which is why I mm-hmm. wanted to ask about it. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, my my memory is for shit. Anyway, but uh, I think uh, that
1: might be like the idea. So, I mean, when I go out to LA, um, I'm very privileged to know people who uh, regularly uh roast battle at the comedy store. Um, a world famous comedy store, uh, it's where all kind of amazing, like when, when, uh, comedy as we know it today was in its infancy, that was the place in LA that you went to, um, and getting up, you know, you, when you, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very lucky to know people that, um, kind of introduced me to the people that are there. Um, I'm guessing, I'm and, guessing
0: Albert's one of them. Yes.
1: Yes. Albert Escobedo is one of them. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, I were, was able to, uh, perform there. Uh, I was able to mingle with a lot of the people who were there who were like very notable, uh, comedians. Uh, and I mean, I won't like sit there and list it and fangirl it, but I mean, (laughs) and I can't, you know what I mean? Like I always say like, you know, like when I got in that position to even have these different conversations, you know, I approached it like, you know, I want to. I don't want to be their fan. I want to be their peer. So, you know, I try to go about it that way. And I don't, I don't know all the rules yet. I don't, I don't know all the uh, comedy Illuminati rules yet. Yeah, so, I'm yeah. just trying to figure them out and stuff like that and be respectful of everything. But yeah, I've been able to, you know, just hang back with a few like, you know, very household names and stuff like that. And um, Some of them have seen me perform there and it's, it's a dream come true. Like, it's yeah. It's, it's it's amazing. You know, I can um, imagine. So that's what I'm waiting to get back there. Now, you know, my whole thing is that it, even if I do nothing else but become a regular that goes up at the comedy store, I've already exceeded like everything I thought I could do with this. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm not like not saying it in a braggadocious way, but I mean, you know, once this is over and I'm able to be there constantly all the time Um, I'm pretty close to that (laughs) position
0: like you Uh, you, you said you said braggadocious but I kind of I kind of took that the opposite way because the the way that you mentioned it uh, I kind of thought that you were kind of downplaying it a little bit as like not not downplaying the situation but downplaying your expectations Um, saying that you know uh, just being a regular at the comedy store would would already surpass, uh, what you planned or expected of yourself. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I try not to, like, I want to do
1: so many things, but I mean, I also, you know, put, I don't, I don't think I'm necessarily being pessimistic, but I'm being like, just, you know, cautious, cautious of overexcitement. I guess okay. Is a good way to put it, you know. And I mean, I I definitely am going to keep striving to do more and more and more, especially with comedy. Um, and then I have like a lot of other opportunities right now outside of comedy with just like writing and stuff like that. So, um, I'm just I don't know, trying to take it one day at a time, trying to figure everything out, and
0: you know, go from there basically. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh- Shout out to, uh, Albert Escobedo. Uh, he's been on the show a couple of times. He's got his, uh, pet peeves podcast. Um, yeah, he's been, Oh yeah. He's, he's been out there in LA and I, I got a kick out of seeing, seeing the, uh, the post with both of you out there. I, I enjoyed seeing that just, uh, you know, not like, uh, I know either of you good enough to be like, Oh yeah, you know, yeah. The, my, my good friends out there. It's like, no, right. I, But I've met both of you I've talked to both of you on a couple of occasions And you know I I just thought It was cool to to see you both Out there working together Instead of against each other Like like it was back in the day
1: Oh yeah definitely I mean at this point it's so weird To think about that because it's you know Back in the day There was uh, so many less Comedians than there are now So you would think That now you know Would be the time to, uh, you know, go at each other's throats and stuff like that. But also, I mean, I think me and Albert, number one, I think we have a respect for each other, like professionally with, you know, our craft and stuff. And then just as, you know, friends, just as two people from Northwest Indiana who have been out, you know, and about and have moved around kind of in the uh, comedy industry a little bit. And then, you know, also just, you know, the work that we both have done to try to uh, legitimize just Northwest Indiana as its own, you know, comedy scene and stuff like that. So, you know, it's always, you know, it's always good to have a friend somewhere you've never been to show you the ropes and, you know, Albert moved out there with his wife and uh, they love it out there and uh, you know, that anytime I'm out there they help me out and, you know, we have a good time together. So, yeah, there's no, there's never been a thing where we've uh, tried to, you know, make succeed. technically, what's funny is technically Albert's been doing, Albert's been doing comedy longer than I have. I'm older than Albert, but he's been doing comedy longer than I have. Because uh, he started younger and he was doing a lot of comedy in uh, South Korea. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, like, you, you know, and so there's, there's things I learned from him. There's things that he's told me he's learned from me. Uh, and yeah, just try to share that and try to you know lift each other up because I mean at the end of the day, well, if something uh, great happens for me, like you know, and I know Albert is still uh, working his ass off at his craft, at his craft I'm going yes, to he's actually do what got I can
0: a, to he's got a roast to help him up, out, and I would imagine he would do the same thing for me, you know. So he he's got a he's got a roast coming up, doesn't he? A roast bag. I
1: well, I believe so. I have not kept up with the way they've been doing.
0: Okay, the, no, that was I, I just program. looked it up. I just looked up. It was it was May second. Uh, okay,
1: so which that probably got canceled because I know the. No, it was, was unless they're doing it online, you know.
0: Yeah, it was a it was like a live stream. Um, oh, okay,
1: yeah.
0: At least from from what I could tell, anyway. Okay. Uh, the up up live app or something along those lines well
1: they they i do know also that uh the comedy store like before this was happening they would live stream the show from the comedy store when they do the rose battles too yeah so uh yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure which one it is been in um i mean it's weird too even to think about that like i f- feel like you know we we have all this time in the world, and even with that i have and, and you know everybody's situation is personal and different. I have just been very much uh kind of recluse to myself, i guess like just uh short of like a few like uh people who have you know been really uh cool and close to me like recently but um yeah, I've been, like, kind of reclusive. Like I was just trying to think of, like, when's the last time I even talked to Albert? I think I talked to him, like, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and I was just letting him know, because I hadn't let him know yet that I was, like, officially uh, moving to L.A. Um, and uh, we've talked for a little bit. and But, yeah, I've been just kind of standoffish, like, in, like, calling people or, like, texting the amount of people that I usually text Yeah, when I'm just moving around, you know? Um, I mean, I've been pretty active social, social, social media wise, but I mean, that's just the normal me of just sitting and playing with my phone all day, you know?
0: So, so again, I'm, I'm a horrible follower. Uh, I'm a bit behind on the podcast. Have you been keeping up with that? The, uh, the creme de la but, uh,
1: I have not. Uh, I actually have been making plans and restructuring how I'm going to do everything with it. Um. I have, what do I have, six, seven episodes up now? Yeah. Um, and I kind of stopped, like, from the last time I was in L.A. was the last time I did, no, I did a podcast when I came, right when I came back from L.A. Um, but, uh, and that was, like, February. So, yeah, it's been a little bit Um, And I'm kind of restructuring it because also that's the whole thing too. Um, With that, I want it to be something different and I want it to be a brand. So then, you know, like you were saying earlier, um, trying to see how this is going to go with the lockdown and like social distancing and everything like that, not, you know, gathering large amounts of people. Um, You know, it could be a thing where, then all of my comedy energy goes into uh making Crème de la ham like that sort of podcast or video cast uh including the puppet, including different sketches, including different comedy stuff in it, you know, as yeah. sort of a variety show type of deal. So those those are all kind of like different thoughts that I'm going through now. Um, but also, you know, I'm trying to balance that plus also balance not burying myself burying myself under a bunch of tasks uh for the sake of mental health as well you know what i mean um so it's that's a weird balance sometimes like sometimes i just gotta take a day or two and just be like uh i'm not doing anything today (laughs) i'm just gonna lay around and just you know watch stuff or be entertained or you know, whatever, or, you know, some days I just really need to, uh, drink a lot of beers and whiskey, you know, <laughs> just yeah. until I pass out. Uh, and then some days also I'm back at it, just kind of pushing out stuff. So I'm trying to have that balance of that. So, you know, I'm not driving myself crazy on either end of that spectrum and just kind of be somewhere, you know, in the middle.
0: Yeah. And that's, it, it's definitely hard to not start drinking at, Ten eleven o'clock in the morning right now
1: oh yeah because
0: um, oh. by by 10 o'clock it's like all right i've got everything i need to get done for the day done
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know it's like well I, no i'm not going to crack that open yet <laughs> i mean i need to i need to figure something else out
1: and um i mean believe me there's some days where it's just like woke up and i was just like Fuck it! Like let's do it! Like let's get into it right now, and it became an all-day thing. And you know, uh, which actually, those are the those are the nights that I sleep the soundest.
0: Yeah, (laughs)
1: on the days where I've just been drinking all day. Uh, Well, yeah, those
0: those (laughs) those days that you say fuck it and just go at it, like mm -hmm. that's you know, speaking of like mental health, like that's that's just the you know, kind of like a purge. Of all of the fucks that you give, right? And all right, I'm gonna purge all this and just have a day, and get back to it tomorrow. You know, and after that, like at least in my experience, like I have one of those days, and the next day it's like, all right, things are things aren't as bad as I I'm making them out to be. Which don't get me wrong, like I. I'll tell you what, unemployment has been good to me so far. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people who have, like, actually benefited more from it than – which is great. Like, I mean, everybody needs that boost. And then there's also the thing where, okay, if you're in that position and you're getting a little more than what you were getting before, but then also it's, 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 it's uh, severely limited to what you can go out and spend that money on anyway because most things are closed – uh, well, unless you know, unless you have an Amazon habit that yeah. <laughs> I know, like a lot of us is picked up.
0: That's, trust me, I'm definitely not making more on unemployment. Uh, okay, I'm definitely making less. Um, okay, I'm not mad at anyone who is, right? Um, but uh, no, it's just been, you know, kind of to your point of not being able to go out and spend it. Uh, that's that's somewhat true, uh, but also now I'm getting. I'm getting paid every week instead of every two weeks. And okay. even, yeah. even though I'm bringing home less than I would have, mm-hmm. God damn it. Is it so much easier to budget weekly than biweekly? Oh yeah. Oh, I can't, yeah, I can't imagine anyone who gets paid monthly. Like definitely. that's gotta, oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's gotta true. be a hell. I had one job a long time ago where I got paid monthly and
1: I hated it. Like I hated it. I was like, yeah. this makes no sense. I don't know how to do this. Like, yeah. Cause then but, the first, the first two weeks I'm done. Like, because I just don't have that mentality of like having to wait a whole 28 to 31 days. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like I, mean, another- I, had, I
0: had, I had, I'll call it a luxury. I had the luxury of knowing that mm-hmm. the layoff was coming. Okay. So. Like my last couple of full checks, like I knew to prepare, so right. I right. prepared. I prepared for the inevitable, and now it's like, all right, like I've, I've bought more toys for myself the past uh, <laughs> two and a half weeks, um, and paid more extra money on all of my bills the past two and a half weeks. Uh, it's it's fucking surprising. Yeah. Like I was telling, I was telling my wife today. Like, you know, uh, unemployment. Like I think unemployment's actually going to help me get out of debt. And yeah, I mean, and and again, like it's still less money, but it's going to help me get out of debt because the combination of, you know, uh, yeah, I'm getting paid less, but with the fact that I can't go out and spend money on anything right while i'm still spending money <laughs> like it's it, it's kind of weird right. I, it, it's kind of <laughs> hard to explain you
1: know? yeah it's definitely a uh i mean it's 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 a weird thing and i mean you know i i guess the whole thing like with that like with the the way people are getting paid or like the way like people are even dealing with what's going on it's like there's even if everything like i don't think everything goes back to normal. I think there's going to be some significant changes. Yeah. But uh, I do think a lot of those changes are kind of. Uh,
0: beneficial. Kind of, yeah.
1: Beneficial for the, for the better. I mean, uh, I, I, I did read, and I know it's not because of like, you know, us being locked down and stuff, but I mean, I'm sure it helps later down the line too. Of like, uh, I remember reading an article where it said that um, our, the, uh Whole in the ozone layer has been the smallest that it has been yeah. uh, since we've started having a problem with it, uh, which is great, which I'm sure attributes to like a lot of things signed uh, you know, decades ago. But then also uh, I'm sure, you know, just, just even this kind of break from people just constantly being like so heavily in commute or, you know uh, uh storming these places and that place is like yes it's taking a toll on the economy but uh it's uh giving the earth a little rest i think and that's good yeah. you know that's you know we need that you I don't mean. got no earth you don't got no uh you don't got no businesses to uh
0: yeah
1: have a good economy for
0: and even then like i'm i'm still like man it's i it man we're kind of cocky to think that you know, all this is caused by us on this giant place, but at the same time, it's like, well, we are a big fucking parasite on this planet. You know, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you
1: know, we, we do, yeah. Like, I mean the moment they uh <laughs> the moment the moment we uh, uh trains and steel mills and stuff of that nature started coming, I mean we were we were going hard. We were going real yeah. heavy on it, you yeah. know. It's just like, hey, I don't mind if uh you know, I don't mind if people uh have a communal smoke in the house but you know and you got 12 people smoking cigarettes in the living room it's going to be a problem <laughs> so yeah. oh, that's man, what this
0: that, world is you know that just that just makes me think of like parties back in the day where yeah. <laughs> you know because like back then everybody smoked and now that oh, yeah. now smoking's kind of taboo uh yeah. i mean with the exception of cigars like now it's uh now i'm used to smoke filled rooms uh while enjoying cigars uh but, I mean, three guys, four guys sitting around with cigars compared to a, you know, 800 square foot house with 30 people smoking cigarettes, uh, mm-hmm. 70 people in the house. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like, you know, it, it, it's, it's a different kind of thing there. But Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. You know, definitely. Walk, w- walking through and having to, you know, wave, wave your arm around to to see who's in front of you. It's actually really an interesting, bizarro
1: thing uh, to where uh, I remember when I was spending so much time in California and, uh, you know, weed's been legal there for quite some time. Um, And it's more like people are just, you know, being from Indiana, is such a reverse thing where it's just like uh, in California, they kind of look down on you for smoking cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just like yeah. But it's just like yeah, we can smoke weed every, anywhere we want. And you know, I it still took me a while to get used to it. Like whereas like, you know, I'd be walking down the street and be like, Oh, I can't wait to go home or, you know, maybe even just go to a park so I could smoke some weed. I was like, wait, I can just smoke it while I'm walking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, it's
1: yeah. Like, like, you know, and it's such a bizarre backwards thing where it's like, you know, that'd be and then once I once I got a little bit used to it, I got a little bit used to it and then I came back. And then uh, for a while, I was just, I had to stop myself from just walking down the street in
0: a little Indiana, smoking a joint. I was like, wait, yeah. wait, wait, I can't do that here. I was like, I'm in big trouble. So, yeah. yeah and, and in California, you got you to gotta wait till you, you find a closet to smoke a cigarette in. Oh, yeah. In Indiana, you got to find the closet for the weed.
1: So Definitely. Or what I think what killed me most uh, was the idea of not, um, there's some there's a lot of, uh, airports that are just completely non-smoking. Like yeah. they don't have smoking areas. Yeah. So, you know, when I get, before I get on a plane or when I get off a plane, I like to have a cigarette, you know, just to, you know, uh, chill myself out a little bit or get focused or whatever, you know, whatever comfort it's giving me to like, you know, get on these flights or, you know, from the stress of being on the flight or whatever. Um, and then when I get to an airport, then I, I have to wait until I, like, you know, get my luggage and then go and uh, get a Uber or a Lyft and then get out of the limits of there. Yeah. And then, like, okay, now I can have a cigarette, which, I mean, you know, I'm sure that says a lot about my auto my small dependency on them as well, but, (laughs) uh, uh, you know, but still like, it's just, it's just, it's just a funny thing when you go in different areas and it's just like things are so drastically different. I remember the first time I went to Ohio and saw drive through uh, liquor stores and I was like, what's this? And now, now we're in a situation where basically everybody (laughs) has to have a drive through liquor store.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like all liquor stores are essentially drive through. Yeah. it's curbside and they, they mm-hmm. have it set up with a, with a little table out front and yep. you tell them what you want, you're on your way, uh, which which sucks when you're an indecisive fuck and don't know what you want to drink.
1: Oh, yeah. Because I like the idea of looking around yeah. at the liquor store, you know, and kind of deciding, Looking at different beers. Maybe I want to try this different beer. Maybe I want to try, maybe I've seen something that's, uh, once, you know, you just have to like kind of think. And so you don't even know what's cause I mean, we're all trying to do it in a budget, right? Yeah. But you don't even know like what's on sale, who memor? I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, some very, uh, fun borderline, gee, you know, I, I guess alcoholics who know the exact price on all fucking liquor, but I, I don't. Yeah, like I
0: guess, <laughs> I guess the, uh, I guess the curbside pickup at the liquor stores is kind of like, uh, you know, sitting down at a new bar or, you know, something like you sit down at the bar and you're like, gee, you got anything on special tonight? Yeah, um, you know, I, 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 I haven't been to the liquor store since all this happened. Um, but it's like, gee, I wonder, I wonder how often and how annoying that is for the, for the w- workers at the liquor store for somebody to drive up and like, yeah, what's on sale? All right. Well, what is, <laughs> well, what, what do you, what do you drink? Oh, I like, <laughs> I like wine. I like vodka, rum, <laughs> beer,
1: right?
0: Yeah. I, I'm not going to give you the sale prices on every fucking item we have in yeah. the store. Like, exactly. what, what, what are you looking for right now?
1: Well, then that's the thing, too. Oh, so, the, the first time when, when they started doing the curbside stuff, um, I was down here in Indianapolis and our local liquor store that we go to uh, here in Broad Ripple. Uh, you know, I went there. Broad Ripple. Um, and I uh, went, got in a line, uh, pulled up, and uh, they give you a little sheet. They, at first, they started with giving you a little sheet and you could f- fill out like what you want. And if you were paying card or cash or like whatever, you know, which is fine. Uh, but then what it became a thing where, you know, I'm like, uh, so I'm like, I guess just give me this and that. And I'm like, all right. So, you know, I give him my card. I'm like, oh, uh, no, I gave him I gave him cash, actually. And I was, or I was going to pay with cash, and I was like, "Oh well, how much? How much is that?" And he was like, "I don't know. Just give me enough for it, and then we'll bring back your change." And I was like, "What?" I was like, "This is this is bedlam!
0: Like this is yeah. <laughs> this is this is chaos and confusion." I don't like this at I'm all. Like, all right, I, I I think I've got somewhere around sixty bucks worth of booze, right? Uh, yeah,
1: just like, kind of guessing at that point. I, yeah, <laughs> I,
0: like, I, I guess I'll give you eighty bucks, and hopefully you're honest with me. Yeah, you know? just, it sometimes
1: there's like a little very uh, petty, like uh like what they would call like first world problem
0: things. Oh, <laughs> and oh when, yeah, for sure. they are happening now that we're just like this is chaos and this well, is uh, this is apocalypse and this is terrible. Like not 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 the same thing at all. But uh, no. one of one of the beer one of the beer uh one of the breweries near oh, me yeah. had a uh, limited release the other day, mm-hmm. and uh in this in this beer forum that i'm on or a group on facebook like everyone is going nuts about it and a buddy of mine told me about it the day before I was like ah oh, man 25 bucks a bottle that's kind of steep like i really shouldn't spend that right now uh and my other buddy was like oh yeah they sold out anyway it's like all right good now i don't have to worry about it right well, the next day you know said buddy Tagged me in a post on Facebook like Windmill Brewing is selling their last 25 cases of this beer. Okay. And uh, it was a barrel aged um, something or other, but it was a Cheesecake Ninja Turtle. Cheesecake Mutant Ninja Turtle is what it was called. (laughs) But I went from, no, I shouldn't spend $25 on a beer to. All right. Well, they got. It. I'm gonna to try to get two. And then <laughs> my mind went to, well, gee, if everybody in this group is going fucking crazy for it, like mm-hmm. maybe I should buy more. And then and, sell it, and over. then I can sell it, yeah, you know, flip it, and yeah. you know, pay pay for all the beer that I bought. Well, I ended up getting four. Okay. So that's a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. And then. Four. That sounds insane to me Eggs, it's <laughs> it's 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 ridiculously insane and and i know that but that's is it my, that good it really it, it dude it was fucking tasty
1: yeah what's cool. the alcohol what's the alcohol content on? uh
0: i want to say 13 okay okay now, but, we're talking. <laughs> but, <laughs> now we're talking but it's like i i plan on keeping one and selling two okay um but anyway, so I got those four, and then, like, while I was waiting, like, I'm sitting there a half hour up to release time, like, refresh, 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 and because I didn't want to miss it. Right. And I ended up picking out two other beers, uh, so I got two cans of this and then a 32-ounce Crowler of that. My bill came up to 125 bucks, but I wasn't paying attention to that when I checked out, because I, ah. I was in a hurry to finalize that sale with the four bottles of the special beer. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have the total added up in my head beforehand. And I went through, like it popped up, it was available. I select four. I already had the other two in my cart and I hit uh, place order and it was 150 bucks. It's like, God, that seems like a little bit more than yeah. than, I, than what I should have spent, you know? And so then so I, you I look didn't at, make your money
1: back at all, did
0: you? <laughs> so so I, I look at the receipt, like, you know, the, the, the email that, me, that they sent me, the confirmation. And, right. Um, uh, I didn't notice at the time of checkout that they had an automatic 20% gratuity. Ah. So they got a $25 tip out of me. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all about supporting the local businesses and times are tough for, um, the employees and whatnot. So tips are great. I Mm -hmm. usually, I usually, I usually receive tips for any, any takeout, carryout orders anyway. Um, but $25 for a curbside pickup. Right. That's that's what I was going to say.
1: That's what I was going to say. Like, Like, I mean, I have grown up, um, you know, before, doing what i do now like i've spent a, a good chunk of my life in the service industry you know so mm-hmm. i definitely support the i i support the idea of tipping people who are doing something for you like <laughs> they like that's the yeah. thing uh you're not doing something for me when you're just giving me a product that i'm paying for you, <laughs> like you're, not, you're, you're just you're just giving me that thing like you literally
0: and, literally went picked up a box off the table mm-hmm. and handed it to me yeah yeah for twenty five dollars.
1: Well, that's why I don't like, believe in like tip jars at like uh when you go to like a like a fast food place or something like that. Yeah, that well, have tip jars. I was like, why? I was like, you're not, you you're just working. Like, like you're going to be doing this regardless. Like puff, no, coffee shops. That. You know, and if I'm if I'm feeling in a good mood, if I if I just uh came into uh you know a decent amount of money. Like, you know, I'm feeling, you know, feeling my uh, bad and bougie self or some shit like that. And I'm just out on the town and like, I see some tip jars. Like I've been known to like just drop some money in there, but I mean, yeah, it shouldn't be a thing. Like, you know, there's a difference between, you know, somebody who is a uh, server at a restaurant or a bartender at a bar and they're making uh, anywhere between two 13 to $5 an hour because they work on tips yeah. Uh, because they're actually doing a service for you uh and then somebody you know bitching about getting tips, but they're getting paid whatever the minimum wages are probably a little more just to do what they're gonna do
0: all day anyway. <laughs> like, now, like, now like say starbucks for instance like nope you know, if if i was if I was going to starbucks mm-hmm. uh I generally would not leave a tip now i if I was at the regular spot, mm-hmm. uh, like in, in Griffith here, I go to Grindhouse Cafe. It's a little little coffee house on okay. the main strip in Griffith. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I generally leave a dollar every time I go in there because it's the same people all the time. It's the same location all the time. Mm-hmm. And I could walk in and they look at me and they say, oh, you want this today? Like, yeah. Right. All right. Right. Cool. You know they they got the the punch card, and mm-hmm. if I get a free drink on the punch card, I leave like three four bucks. You know, yeah, um, definitely. But like, if I'm at a random Starbucks, it's like no, like I like you're you're getting you know whatever your your regular wage is, you're not depending on tips. Right now, now if you do something tip worthy, mm-hmm. I will absolutely. Yeah. You know, exactly. Um, or like I used to go to the same Starbucks all the time and it was kind of the same situation. Like, all right, I walk in, they know what I want. All right. Yeah. A little extra. Um, now I don't do that anymore. Now my local spot is, is the local mom and pop shop. Okay. I'm absolutely going to take care of that. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I definitely
1: agree with that. Uh, I, um, you know just places like that or even like even during this time now like you know just there's a uh, right down the street from where i am there is a uh, place that um uh called papa bear's chicken um that uh sells uh some delicious deliciously fried whole wings i've ever had right next to it is another place that uh do, does their own um flavored lemonades like yeah. they, package and label their own flavor limited And it's, uh, you know, they, they, they are, you know, um, leasing the property. It's their own, you know, companies, their own stuff. So I try to go to them as much as I can yeah. doing something like this rather than, you know, going to McDonald's or going to, you know, something like that because I just rather do that, you know, like yeah. I, I'd rather put those dollars there, uh, to help that than rather, you know, some massive, you know, some massive, uh,
0: Company,
1: even if even if they didn't get any, even if they lost so much money, they're gonna receive money somehow for something. Yeah, (laughs) like you know. So it's just like yeah, like fuck them. Like I rather, or I used to, you know, I don't condone. Do not condone. uh, Do not condone shoplifting by any means. No, Uh, and I always say that. Uh, But uh, it's always in the back of my mind. I was like, well except for Walmart, I guess. Like, I, I, don't, I don't care. Like, you know, if I need, if I need some batteries. Like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just, not paying. I'm just, I'm just grabbing the batteries and, you know, like I'm not, and I'm, you know, I'm not doing it in a sense of like, you know, I'm trying to, you know, like I'm a teenager and I'm like rushing out to like, you know, try, try to not get caught. If they catch me, they catch me fucking and I'll just pay for the batteries.
0: But no, like uh, I, w- I won't do anything like that, but like there, there's been a couple of times where, you know, go through the self-checkout at like mm-hmm. Meyer and oh, yeah. like one, one instance, like my, my son was still in a stroller and uh, went to Meyer and I just used the stroller as a cart, you know, right. Right. and got out to the car and there was a disc golf disc under the, uh, under the, uh, the cover of yeah. of the, uh, yeah. the thing. And it's like, well, fuck, like get out to my car and it falls out of the stroller. And it's like, shit, I didn't pay for that it's like and i'm the type of person that it's like all right i feel bad like i'm going to go in right and it's like that's how it's like ah, oh, fuck it like <laughs>
1: yeah you 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 get ready to go back and then you look at
0: the massive like, uh, walmart logo sign and you're like fuck that <laughs> yeah but it was like you know in in that in that regard like if i if i scan something on the self checkout and mm-hmm. It doesn't scan, and I don't realize it right. That's not my fault, right. you know, has that happened before where
1: uh I think a long time ago, like in my twenties, I was moving in with this girl, and we went to go uh shopping for a bunch of household stuff at uh Walmart and uh we saw these uh these like bar stools that we wanted um and they were like in long boxes, so we put them on that bottom part of the cart, and you know we had probably bought like two three hundred dollars worth of shit uh and we bought it and realized that none of both of us we forgot that we had the bar stools up under the cart yeah. and the woman never checked it and then they there was no old person at the door checking our seat <laughs> and we were just like okay uh oh, we got these bar sales, and then we just looked at each other like, well, yeah, we're not going to go back. Like That's silly. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, It's like, probably like one of the uh, most expensive items <laughs> out of all the stuff that we got, yeah. so I was like, all right, well, you know, today's our lucky day, I guess. <laughs> today's our lucky day. Um, I do, um, I know that we have the ability to, uh, to uh, talk for hours, uh, but I do have a uh, fish's funeral that i have to get to a what uh a fish's funeral so one of my friends um has this beta fish that she's actually euthanizing this evening flushing down the toilet uh no she's actually well oh i think eventually yeah you flush it down the toilet or but I guess like free- freezing at first no so there's um what is it i was going to say because that's what i said last time she laughed at me it's not copper oil it's uh something with a sea oil and you put a few drops in the small bowl that you have the fish in and once it gets in their system it kind of just lulls them to death rather than just them she's very she's very um uh, humane even for fish which i'm yeah. like you know fish overboard they're just fish but whatever
0: oh overboard right. but that's fine like to get right. their own yeah,
1: yeah that is fine um so i did tell her i was like yeah I, i'm gonna do uh the herfcast this evening, but then I'll be uh there to video chat with you while you uh euthanize your <laughs> euthanize your fish. All
0: right. So, I, I have to say that is the, the first time I've ever heard of anyone doing that. That's uh oh, yeah. that's rather interesting. My, She's also a scientist too, so she takes like that
1: meticulous type of thing like seriously, which yeah. I don't have her for. Uh but yeah. Um yeah, it's just uh yeah. <laughs> What she told me she was like, I'm using that as a fish. And I'm like, like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, what 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 do you mean by that? Like you, you're stepping on it? Right. <laughs> also then we started having a conversation and she sent me several videos of uh basically what is it? Uh uh how they seminate fish. Really? So like how they um like fish uh you know, fish don't I mean they have sex in a way i guess yeah but you know and then there is sperm that comes out of the male fish and then the female fish lays eggs well usually you know just because fish are fish and they're you know animals to a point they you know a, a female fish may have a certain amount of eggs but then also reroute some of those eggs for whatever reason so she loses a certain amount of eggs when people are i mean in the whole i guess we, we were discussing the whole industry of uh, of, uh fish breeding basically.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, you know, it's a I guess it's a very weird thing, which I I made the point to say that I felt like somebody anybody who uh breeds fish professionally can't be the most normal person that you would ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just feel like, you know, or at least especially somebody who loves their job so much. Yeah. <laughs> just like, but you show me these visions. If you love what you do, you never work
0: a day in your life. <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, and show me these videos and basically the guys just grab all these fish, uh, get the fish when they're, I guess, ripe and ready or horny or whatever. Uh, They squeeze all the sperm out of all the male fish and then they squeeze the different little uh, eggs into that mixture uh, from the female fish and then it allows them since they're not, since the breeders are not fish and they're not just going to leave their eggs here and there and you know, whatever they are able to mass produce, the most, uh, a uh, most amount of fish. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: So, get getting the most bang for the buck yeah. there.
1: But it's just funny because I mean, uh, come to find out, when they were I was watching this video. A uh, lot more, a lot more sperm in that fish than there is in me. In some some <laughs> cases, i so <we're> just <laughs> like, Jesus
0: Christ, dude! That's well, where a lot. do they
1: fit all that? Yeah, I did, I did not expect this sperm to have. was yeah. this fish to have this much sperm, but apparently it does. So that was a uh, you know you. We're we I'm sure all of us have learned a lot of weird things during this quarantine, and that yeah. tops my list right now about how much <laughs> sperm is inside of a fish. Yeah, so,
0: that's yeah. all right. I think that's uh, the the perfect spot to end it. <laughs> all right, man. What uh, what what do you got? The plug. I I will. I will try to work on this tonight and or tomorrow morning to get it out, so okay. people know about your uh, your live stream on Friday.
1: Okay, that that'd be cool. Like, and, and don't feel like crazy rush to do so, but yeah, that that would be really cool. Um, right now, just you know, I mean, if you're able to do that for that live stream, just to get people to uh, watch that, um, and then of course the uh, hashtag I am not okay mixtape. Uh, I want everybody to uh, try to listen to that as much as possible and just enjoy that. Um, And uh, you know, everything, anything Evans from the heavens, just look it up on your social media. I'm sure you just look up that and you'll find me on whatever platform you're on. Um, Yeah, that's about it.
0: Crem de la hem
1: yeah criminal him is the podcast uh and i'll be getting back to that but i mean i do i i will say that what i am proud of is that i think my the six or seven episodes that i did before i kind of like stopped and got caught up with life and stuff is that uh tells a story and kind of actually even goes with the mixtape a little bit <laughs> in a way cuz it's just a continuation of that you know that whole thing so yeah yeah. If you want to know the whole story of me, look me up on Spotify, look me up on SoundCloud and look me up on all your social media. So, uh, happens.
0: One last thing I wanted to ask, uh, if you have time. Yeah. Um, so I was talking to coffee black the other night and uh-huh. we, we were talking about comedy after COVID. Okay. So how, how are you like, as far as material goes, uh, you're not doing like COVID jokes, are you? Because no. I like we we no. we were we were talking about it, and I just feel like everybody's going to have the same fucking material as soon. As oh yeah, open oh them. yeah. I had a
1: conversation like that with some people where I was just like, "Oh, this is going to be so fucking annoying." <laughs> like when it gets yeah, back to it's, good, it's good. like the same thing with you know like uh after at the end of two thousand sixteen, um after the election, uh. Just Trump joke after Trump joke after yeah. Trump, joke. and uh, am I a fan of Trump? No, yeah. uh, but I don't. Also, I'm so much not a fan that I don't want to hear jokes about him. All the guys, yeah. like I just don't want to hear that. And you know, there's only there's only uh, uh, you know, so many different opinions you can have on that. And you know, it's gonna be the same. Like,
0: oh, Who, how much whoever time? has the best, whoever has the best delivery is gonna fucking come out. You know?
1: Yeah. I it's just the whole thing where it's like you know uh, you're gonna have, and, and, and all the subgenre of quarantine jokes too are just gonna be like you know there's gonna be a million uh so i was sitting at home I, and i do day. this in quotes i do this in quotes quote-unquote comedians stand-up comedians who are going to tell a million jokes about how much they masturbated during the quarantine
0: yeah like, we get it
1: yeah. <laughs> like we get it it's fine that- like
0: you know, or who, who was the, uh, yeah, never, never mind. You, you got to get going. I'm not going to join you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I can still have a whole other conversation. <laughs> <about that
1: too. laughs> but yeah. But, uh, yeah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it so much.
0: Oh, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm so disappointed. We weren't able to do it in person like we were planning. Um, uh, the next opportunity that we are going to do, I mean the next opportunity
1: that I have to, uh, move around back in our beloved region, uh, I am definitely going to and we'll make plans and we can do another one if you want.
0: Oh, you absolutely. Know?
1: Definitely. So, and then, yeah, we'll just, we'll make plans to do that for sure.
0: All right, man. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out for a while. Uh, thanks for giving the cigars another attempt. Yeah, and um, hey, man. till next time. Good luck with everything. And uh, you know, fuck, I hope everything clears up soon.
1: I appreciate me too, man. Me too. And I hope everything like works out on your end and I hope everything, I mean, at least definitely now you get some people to sit their asses down and listen to our podcast. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. Hope. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There you have it. Keith Evans, check out his SoundCloud hashtag. I'm not okay. And don't forget the green room presents social distance comedy. That's at quarantinecomedy.eventbrite.com. Friday at five p.m. central. Keith Evans will be on there. So check that out. That's quarantinecomedy.eventbright.com. Friday, May 8th, 5 p.m. Central. Stogiebird.com. Use the code Herfcast. Save five dollars. Go to theherfcast.com and support me on Patreon and or buy a shirt. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time.